For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Determination comes in many forms, but always starts with a Dunkin' Run. So take your medium or larger coffee in one hand and grab a dollar donut in the other. No matter how you run, Dunkin' Run. A one dollar donut with any medium or larger coffee. Excludes specialty donuts and fancies. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. All right, I'm your host, Amon Green. Welcome to On My Block Podcast. I'm with my co-host, Mike Wall. Man, Mike, how you doing? Hey, G, I'm doing good, bud. I know it was a, a loss, but yeah, some, some positives from the game. We'll take it. Definitely, definitely some good things to take away from the game there. Um, I don't know night. if that's the right mentality. I shouldn't have said it that way. Oh, yeah. yeah <laughs> no. It's a kind of a loser's mentality. But yeah, anyways, <laughs> there was some good stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, there, yeah there, it was some good stuff. You know, it was a good football game and I'll say something going into it. I just knew that I knew Philly's line because you mentioned it several times, you know, how good they are, especially with the leader of Kelsey in there at center. Um, I was like, it's going to be it's going to be tough for the all D line to get in the backfield to really do anything to Jalen and Jalen's a running quarterback anyway, as we just as we found out. And he was one of the you know, top rushes for uh Philly squad last night. So I, that was my mindset going again. I say, if it's going to, it's going to be hard to establish anything with the, against their offensive line from a defensive standpoint. And so a lot of people that had been showing up most of the season um, for the Packers D line, you didn't really hear a lot from them. You heard some of the new names and you saw effort from players that we'll talk about here mm-hmm. in a little bit, but overall the names that, that normally were there, you didn't see them there. And you saw guys getting, on both sides of the ball, getting planted into the grass on, um, out there in Lincoln Financial in terms of the run game. I saw one of the uh, – I think I saw JRJ plant one of their D tackles into the in a big pancake later in the game. So Yeah, um, it might have been. There's a couple. What we have on the tape, Elgin Jenkins absolutely destroyed this guy. That's what it was. It was yeah, Elgin. And then, they, Elgin. and then they they gave him a really bad holding call. But Yeah, yeah. I saw that's that what happens. Play. I was all oh, man. So I'll take the read here. So basketball is back. Uh, with our sponsors, with, with our sponsors, with Bet Online, and Bet Online remains our number one source of all our sports betting needs this season. So you'll always find the latest odds, team matchups, information, player news, and game trends at Bet Online as your continued source for your all sports wagering information. Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events. Whenever it's NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis. 
boxing, esports, or even golf. So head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code BLEAV, believe to receive your awards. BetOnline, where the game starts, Mike. So this game started and ended with the run game. Fulfilled. Yeah, it sure did. 363 yards. <laughs> 363 yards on – I mean, that was, in my wildest dreams. Right. In my wildest dreams, we would roll up 363 yards on, on the ground. You know yeah. what I mean? And Jalen yeah. Hurts – you think about this. I mean, honestly, Jalen Hurts runs for 157 yards. I think he had 125 in like the first quarter. Yeah. But he runs for 157 awesome. yards. He's running for a nine-yard a nine yard average. Mm-hmm. And he breaks you. I mean, think about the quarterbacks, Randall Cunningham, Randall, Randall Cunningham Mike Vicks, yep. right? That have been for Philly, and Jalen Hurts. Basic, basically, it took one half of football for him to break the rushing record for the Philadelphia Eagles. And <clears throat> I don't know. I just I, I put this to you. You and I are, are run game guys. Yeah. How does how do the Green Bay Packers expect to win or have a? How would you even? How would you even put together something where you would say, I'll tell you what we're going to do, guys. We're going to give up 360 yards on the ground, but we have a plan to win this game. Like, how does that even – how does that make sense at all? I mean, you had to play clean football. That means no turnovers, and we had that. You know, Aaron threw two interceptions, and mm-hmm. it was other parts of the game. Obviously, there were mistakes made. And so I say start with that. If you play – you have no turnover football, you have a chance. Um but you're fighting fire with fire because the run game drains the clock. <laughs> Every play goes from, you know, from a quick hitting fast pass play to, you know, anywhere from 15 to 20 seconds to mm-hmm. a run play being 30 to 45 seconds before the next play starts. And you can do that because guys get off the ground. The lineman is helping us, helping running backs. And, you know, there's a big run done or, you know, short yardage run, what have you. And the quarterback and the offensive line and the old, the offensive coordinator, they're, they're well aware of what they're doing with the run game, and that's what uh, Nick Sirianni and Jalen Hurts and that offensive line for Philly, that's what they put in line. You got They have that right now for this year for Philly is that they have a run mentality. That's their identity, and they show, it showed on, on Sunday Night Football. They ran the ball 49 times. That's beautiful. I love I that. I mean, that's, that's like, that's, I, was, I went to the Naval Academy. We were in triple option, so I, I've yeah. ran the ball 49 times before, but I don't think I've yeah. done it since then. Yeah, and, and let's come like total plays are almost not quite, but almost two to one, and so you, right. you have to go. You know what? Like offensively, yeah, it wasn't pretty. They, I think their defensive. Line, what was like? You know that one. One of the big things you talked about beforehand was their defensive line. They had three sacks. Maybe more importantly, they had four tackles for loss. Mm-hmm. But it's really hard when. You get, I don't know, forty plays of offense. The other team gets almost eighty. You know, it's it, it, yeah. that that time of that <clears throat> possession. You know what happens is, ag is like you go from here's how we're going to control the game. Like every mm-hmm. time we get into the, we get in there on Wednesday, you get in there. The head coach gets up there and he says, "Okay, here's our here's our big picture game plan. Here's where we do offense, defense, special teams. You're going to break out into your rooms." And one of the things he's going to say with a team like Philly, who's got this great run game, hey, we have to stop, we have to stop Jalen Hurts. This guy's playing at MVP level. They're going to do a lot of this empty backfield where they're going to run him. They're going to use Jason Kelsey as kind of the lead blocker, yeah. or they're going to put him back in the backfield and use a single back as the lead blocker. But bottom line, in the last two games at least, he's been the leading rusher on the team. 
Mm-hmm. So we have to find a way to make them, you know, to make him pay when, when he's running the football. And so they, they start making some business decisions and we are going to have to give something up. We have all these great people in the secondary. We're going to have to mm-hmm. you know, make him beat us. Unfortunately, we're going to have to make him beat us with his arm and not his legs. He's, he's going to beat us with his legs. And Jalen Hurts proved to me at least last night, like he could beat you with both uh, that, that, that pick that he or that that play that he had at Quez Watkins, that back shoulder throw, that back yeah. shoulder throw uh, on Rasul, like and, and then Rasul got and then Rasul got beat by AJ Brown, and you're just right. going like, well, oh, yeah, my. man, of course you're gonna get like this guy. This quarterback's no joke. He's the, right. he's the real deal. Yeah, he showed up, and yeah, he showed that. Okay, not only my legs, like you mentioned, but my arm is a problem for defenders as well, and defensive coordinators is what you got to prepare for, and for a DC. Of, of, the, of any team coming up and down this road against them uh, for Philly, it's, you gotta, you gotta think about that. You know, you gotta make sure you prepare, you know, to, to, to stop him with the run, which he can do on his own. And then also with throwing the ball to the receivers that can get open and can run after the catch. So it's going to be interesting for Philly the rest of the season for them. They, they, uh, well, Aaron Rodgers is, is, you know, for most people to be the big story. Obviously, yep. he didn't he didn't play in the fourth the, quarter. The young man and uh, um, oblique, the oblique strain or muscle or ribs. It was, was in muscle and not ribs. That's good news. Yeah, it said oblique right away. So we'll okay. see what, what it comes out today. But, you know, the rotate from a rotational standpoint, that's almost impossible to throw the football. You know, he's got yeah, that thing going. You see, you see the uh, we'll we'll get into those those things on on tape, but he had some great passes that I think that first pick, you just kind of go, man, was that the thumb or is, you know, is that something yeah. else? Yeah. But uh, Jordan love comes in and, you know, now we'll start up all the, all the hoopla because you're, you're a four and eight football team and Jordan love throws a, you know, 74 yard touchdown, whatever it is to, to Christian Watson. Great play under yeah. center play action, quick turn, yeah. you know, hits him right in stride. Great play. Great play. And the guy just turns the jets on. Um, but I, you know, it's like, Let's all, I, we should just squash this right now, at least in my mind. Like, because if, if Aaron Rodgers can play, he still gives you the best chance to win. 100%. You're still not mathematically uh, eliminated. It was good to see Jordan Love look good for a quarter. I think he went. What did he go? Six. Okay, yeah, six, six for, for nine, nine for 113 yeah. in the touchdown. Yeah. Great, great job. I'm sure his QBR is high. Looked good in the pocket. Could move around a little bit. So, I guess. You know, I guess to in in one sense, you know, it's it's. I think it's always hard too when you go into a game like that. Like yeah. Philly, Philly has one problem. You say it's their <clears> defense, which sounds crazy, but because their defensive was, line is so good. But you would say, you know, their their safety they still plays, give up but, some stuff. Yeah, yeah, they get they give up a ton of yards on the ground, which they didn't give that up. I mean, they gave up a, a five yard carry, one hundred and six yards or something off on on the ground to us, but they're averaging over one hundred and twenty yards on the ground mm-hmm. that, that they give up. Yeah, the uh, safety uh, CJ Gardner went out on a big hit, and that was a big deal because he's he's a leader in that backfield, smart um, safety, um, sports or football IQ high. So that hit took him out, and that made it that made some differences in the backfield, defensive backfield for Philly. In our defensive backfield, I see you have some, you have some notes up here. Like tell tell us uh, what, what stood out to you. I think defensively. Yeah, yeah, you see and I mentioned his name earlier, um, Kingsley Ignabari. He stood out just from I, an effort standpoint. Standpoint. Um, he showed, okay, everybody knows Rashard's gone, but you know what? And he's been doing this when he has rotated in with Rashard, Rashard Gary off the bench. And so he's showing how he can extend, press and extend against the tackle and then get off of him too and get to the backfield. That's where he pushed Jalen out, but DBs are in coverage. So Jalen was take, able to take advantage of the coverages. Uh, Rudy Ford, again, came in, was still hitting, regardless what the game looked like. 
you know, when it got a little, it was they were, they were up by 14, but then we scored again and got it to seven again. Um, and then the kickoff return. Uh, I like uh, Nixon, it? man. Yeah, Nixon. I mean, I'm like, where has he been? <laughs> well, I'm like, I know he's been on the roster, but why can you, is can now? Can you imagine? Like, well, oh so, so those two, let's talk about those two guys. Right. Rudy Ford, Ed Nabari is, is a pleasant surprise because he's a draft pick that you just mm-hmm. go, he's going to be a project. He's doing well. I yeah, I was actually more 100%. impressed with him in the run game and, than in the past game. I thought in the run game he did a great job of pressing tight ends into the backfield. But either way, right? Rudy Ford, the fact that Rudy Ford hasn't been starting at safety this entire season is abs. I mean, right? And listen, I, you don't call for people's jobs, but you have to question what's yes. going on when Rudy Ford has not been starting for Darn. Darnell Savage got hurt the third play of the game. On a scramble, yeah, and I and I he hurt like, his foot. I was like, he was on the. I didn't be honest. I thought he, I didn't okay. even know he was on the field. Well, so he's because he's playing the nickel, right? Right. Okay. What What was he doing when he got hurt, Ag? He was missing a tackle. Yeah, yeah. You know, and you hate to see it, but it's like bad form. Don't break down. It's it, every Never every single thing you've talked about yep. all year. The Rudy Ford guy causes yeah. a fumble, hits like a hammer. Is it? He's in on every play. Yep. And then this Nixon, this Nixon, Nixon, excuse me. Nixon, yeah, Nixon. I mean, good lord, he's he had, the gap. He, he averaged thirty-four yards of return. <laughs> what do we do? I mean, he was basically half our offense. Basically, I mean, if we if we don't position. have him, if we don't have him on those returns, because he got he got what two or three of them back to the fifty. Yeah, around. he got fifty. Yeah, one was fifty. Uh, fifty-three was the longest. So yeah, things like but, that come but, up. But if if you if he's not there, we don't have. I mean, you think about we only had 40, 40 something plays. Like we have right. even less than that. So I mean, those two, those two guys right there. It just again, it kind of goes to you. Always start thinking at this point in the season, like what's going on in everyone's mind if those two guys haven't been playing? Are we playing guys because of contracts? Are we playing guys because of draft status? Right. Because those two guys should be. When you see Nixon run, just I just I don't I don't know. Uh, you know, I don't know anything about returning. When you right. see him run, you're like, he should be on the field all the time. Yeah, when I saw what the hell are we talking about on that first kickoff return they received, I'm like, where's he been? I'm like, he's hitting a gap, he's reading his blocks, he's picking yards, he's getting hit and then making yards after he's contact. Super confident, too. He's very super confident, confident, very confident, and you see that in his gameplay. I was like, okay, I said, this, this doesn't make sense, but okay, <laughs> I don't like, I don't like that. I'll I'll tell you what, uh, Quay Walker had 11 tackles last night. He had the fumble recovery. Yeah, he played pretty good. Okay, so I I got some tape. Yeah. And we've been talking about this all year. I think they put – I think it's unfortunate that Devondre Campbell's not healthy because Quay's young. Yes. But but – so Quay had statistically had a good game last night. Mm -hmm. But he also is responsible – for an incredible amount of those rushing yards, and for two and re, for two reasons. Well, for really for one reason, he's young. Yeah, he doesn't he, he doesn't know how to attack a gap, and he and he's still not very. He's not naturally or instinctively uh, good at diagnosing these plays and taking yes. on those blockers, and and it costs it is costing us we've talked about it every week because I'm, I'm a huge isaiah mcduffie fan chris barnes but we both are huge chris barnes fans mm-hmm. and the difference when you see one of them attack versus what Quay's doing again he makes a ton of tackles but they're all eight yards plus and it 
last night was one of those games where you're like, okay, we we have to we have to make a decision, and I guess they've already made it. You're gonna keep. I guess you're gonna keep him in and have him learn on the job. Right. But uh, let's let's. Just, you want to go to this tape because let's just go to the tape because it's yeah. You know, it's it, it's remarkable. Um, and he gets at what it is. He just over. He he's a little excited, and mm-hmm. so his pers- his speed to the ball and his coming to balance is that's what's what for me. I see all the time. He's always not in position to make a tackle similar to Savage. You have to well, have body that. Posi- a, you mean like body position, feet, hips, shoulders? Exactly. Everything yeah. is ready to tackle mm-hmm. where you give yourself an advantage when you can come to balance and you square it off. And when you're not, when your feet are over your toes, mm-hmm. your head's over your toes, you're going to fall for anything. Any juke move, you could sneeze and you're gonna, a guy could run past you. He could juke you. So, so here we go. So I think this is the third play of the game when everybody gets hurt or when Savage gets hurt. Okay. We're going to go shotgun. And it it looks initially like he's either he's either man on the back and then he looks like he might be spying because nobody's on this back if he's not. He's spying on this. I remember to play this so, play right here. He's so, spying. So, so he decides to come up. Right now, way too fast. <laughs> poor, just just a, a, a very, very poor job of tackling. There's our first safety, Amos. There's our second – or there's our, our, our nickel corner now, Savage. This is a quarterback, man. It's a 4.5 yard, you know, 40 yard dash quarterback. Yeah. Great runner, 600 pound squat. But I mean, come on. It's coming to balance. This is your this is your point right here, right? Yeah. He jumps he jumps into position, so he's not breaking down. When we talk about breaking down, you're talking about patting your feet into the ground, Dragon getting feet. your shoulders over your knees, over your toes. Imagine like any you know. I always tell athletes this. So for anybody out there, if you ever watch a tennis player before they're about to receive a ball. You ever watch a basketball player on defense? You ever watch a linebacker in their stance? Everyone's in what we just call an athletic position. And if you are not in that position when you're trying to do athletic stuff, man, you got some problems. That's that's one of the big reasons why offensive linemen in this league are so bad because these coaches teach them to be in this non-athletic position all the time. They try to move around like a bunch of fools. But anyways, we, we see Hurts just looking like, a running back and looking, I mean, looking like a pure athlete right there. So, so there, there's a 20 yard play. Now, here's another one. So, I would say before that last play, I think Quay yeah. is the spy. He's the okay. spy on yeah. Hurts. So, I know he's the spy on this one. The last one was just the, the only question I had was uh, they went man coverage and there's nobody on the running back. So, I just, you start going, well, wait a second. This, like, it doesn't make it that somebody's wrong. Right. right but anyway, right. anyways, he's definitely spying here. Okay. Yep. And now he just kind of chooses. <clears throat> when you play spy again, this is like contextually, like, you just have to have some experience here. But we'll watch Quay's at the top of the, he's on the far right of the screen and he just makes a bad decision. Mm-hmm. You know, he just, he goes, he goes right, Hertz goes left. And, you're out the gate, and this is a you know this is a thirty-some yard run. And th- mm-hmm. These are big plays in the game. I'm surprised Hurst didn't try to truck Rasul Douglas right there. <laughs> no, I thought he was going to drop his shoulder, but he was a little, a little smarter. Where so here? this again, we diagnose the play, and I'm back this one up a little bit. <clears throat> the, the okay. option holds uh, Kingsley here on the edge. Option right, holds so, him. So. So Quay has Kingsley has the running back, or excuse me, the quarterback. Quarterback, yep. Okay. So right now, if you don't attack 
this this offensive lineman. In other words, if I don't if I don't go to the offensive lineman, attack him, put plant my hands in his chest and shed this block, mm-hmm. then it, then then I'm going to allow him. The, all these guys are really good. All these offensive linemen on the Eagles are really yep, good. They are. Allow them to rise and grab me. And now I'm going to be going the wrong direction. I'm going to try to make these arm tackles, right? And I can't make it, and I give up touchdowns. Now, I'm not saying you're going to make that play 100 out of 100 times, but I'm saying if you go stick the guy in the chest, it's it's a completely different game. Now, here's Mm -hmm. Chris Barnes, and this is just to my point. You know, this – and I don't – I'll be honest with you, AG. Like, you don't have to cherry pick – a lot of stuff in this in this uh, run run tape, like this, right. all this kind of shows up over the course of the last couple of weeks. Gotcha. <clears throat> so Chris Barnes just when it's go time, mm-hmm. he goes. Boom. Right there's Boom. all of a sudden the hole that was there is not there anymore. It's right? full. Yep. So when we talk about you have gap responsibility, a gap, a gap and a half. Okay, when it's go time. You hit the hole. You try to meet the running back in the hole. This is the thing we talked about Isaiah McDuffie last week. Chris Barnes is doing a great job of it this week. He doesn't even make the play, but he makes the play. Yeah, he slows right? it. He makes the running back make extra moves. He actually shoots. He, he takes the shot, too, because he saw uh, Chris. He was he was kind of out of position, but he tied up, He pretty much said, you know what, I'm going to commit, but he's already two yards in the backfield to that commission, or that commit there. And then uh, Preston Smith and, and the rest of the crew could come help him. Uh, get the uh, finish the tackle and, off. And AG, just as a as a, a former running back, t- tell everybody like, so you're you're going and you you're going across you're going across and you have to hit that. Let's say you're you're entering into the C gap, and mm-hmm. all of a sudden that guy shows up and you got to bounce it again, and you have the defensive end stretching it out there. Like at this point, where does your mind go? You're just trying to. I'm just trying to get yardage. I'm just just trying trying to to extend it as far as you can, and then try to dart forward, right? Yep, yep. I'm not going to continue to bounce it. They got leverage on me. You know what? Get what I can. Get a yard. Get whatever. But at least get back to the line of scrimmage. Don't lose any yards. Don't dance. Just get what you can. So here's Barnes. Here's Barnes again. Now Barnes just has a different method of taking on blockers. So he gets underneath the right guard's pads, hits him. So you see, mm-hmm. you see the, the the right guard's essentially like going to fall over the top of him because he's hit low. He's hitting low to high, playing with leverage. Goes right in on the tackle here, and instead of an eight-yard gain, this is a two-yard gain. Yeah. And again, it, it has nothing to do with anything else except for the way that this guy decides he wants to invite contact into his game. And mm-hmm. it's again, it's not a dig on one guy; it's an appreciation of the other. But it's also understanding that we are giving up an insane amount of yardage on the ground, and we've been talking about it all year. This is a big deep reason why, and it doesn't seem like they're addressing it in the Packers uh, meeting rooms right now. Right. You got to get Quay up to par with, you know, his technique, how he goes into tackles, how he goes into shedding blocks and blockers coming in and that, and and then put it up as a priority on his list. Because as a linebacker, you can't be a linebacker if you can't do those simple things. And those are simple things. Those are basics. Those are things when I coach linebackers in high school, the first thing I taught my linebackers beyond uh, tackling is shedding the block. I'm like, because if you're blocked, you're not a linebacker. You're just somebody out there waiting to get hit again. So get the guy off of you and then go and make the uh, photo, uh, the photo, I say the proper tackle, basically. So this is another example with Quay. <clears throat> so we see that Lane Johnson, they, they ran a ton of tackle pulls, and they do they do a tackle pull where, where he enters, he traps the defensive tackle, mm-hmm. or they do a tackle pull where he actually pulls up for the for the linebacker. 
Now, in in this situation right here, Quay, there's about four yards between Lane Johnson and Quay. Yep. You have to be <clears throat> desperate to close that gap. In other words, the further the further back, for people watching at home, the further back that this this confrontation happens, the the closer to the fifty yard line that this confrontation happens, the more free yardage the running back's going to get. You see this, you have to attack it. But he stays there and he holds, he holds, and then all of a sudden the guy's out the gate. And it, you know, these are again, these are big plays. And what happens is, Ouch. you don't. Um, Ag, just like you said on the last play with Chris Barnes, it's it's a, it's a question of Chris Barnes might not make the play, but he made the play, mm-hmm. right? He's 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 making the play because he's making you stop from gaining immediate yardage. Does that make sense? That makes sense. And this is what you want to do as a defender. It's kind of what I mentioned with Derrick Henry, where you want penetration from your defensive tackle to make him stop his momentum because he's a big back. So you do the same thing with any back, no matter the size. If you stop their momentum going forward, you do, you're part of the tackle because you start yes. everybody coming in. And if you're playing solid defense, that's you, that means, as what, as what you heard coaches say, get hats to the ball. One guy slows one guy. We want five hats there. You know, that's the mentality of a good defense right there. I think I got one or two more of these. So you see Isaiah McDuffie right here is going for it, okay? And what happens on this play is when one fills, the other one's got to spill, right? Every high school football player has ever heard the term fill and spill, right? Exactly. So he fills, Quay. There's no no surprise here. Man, you got to go, dude. You have to go. And because you hesitate, and your body position is wrong, this guy's out the gate again. And look, Quay is uh, uh, working his butt off. And I actually have grown to appreciate his athleticism and how hard he plays more during the season. Uh-huh. But this stuff, I mean, this is like, there's like two, there's 200 yards on this, on this teach tape right here. Right. And that's something from his ability where the coaches can help out. They could coach him up or even teammates, but it's more of a coaching thing. You can't throw that on the teammates. You get it's more of a coaching thing and say, hey, this is what I see on Phil. This is where we need you to you know sit at, read the play, and then react a lot faster on certain on the, some of these plays right here. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> so Quay picks up the fumble, and we just got to talk about this guy, man. He's special right now. This 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 guy, <laughs> I mean, this guy does more. He does more celebrating. I was like, more, what is going more, on? He does, he does more of this stuff. He does more. And this is the most egregious. I said, go get bullshit. a block. I'm like yelling. Yeah, oh go get God. a block. What you, now, and what, are you, what exactly are you telling him right here? Are you doing this? Are you saying hi? Like what? Because I think Jalen Hurts ends up making this play, right? Yes. I was like, go what get Jalen. Go get a block, yeah. right? Oh, my goodness. Oh. Uh, I mean, I'm that, like, get a block, get a block. That's the first thing pops on my head. What are you doing? Get a block. Oh. Well, I tell you what, there was a lot of good stuff on that tape, but the, the you know, to your point, you don't hear. J, I, Jaron Reed had a good game, I think, as he, he wants, he, he wants, he got some when they were one on one. But this is the, this is the kind of thing that we talk about, like as an offensive lineman. Let's take away all the the scheme philosophies and all that all of that stuff. What is like mm-hmm. fundamentally? What is the 
how, how do you defeat an offensive line? Well, you get as many one-on-one blocks as possible. Yeah, and you it's, it's really, and it, I can't make it any easier. You, you, there's opportunities in, in every scheme. There's a, there's a double team that you're going to really, ideally your first read is going to be a double team or your second read is going to be a double team. Mm-hmm. And if I can, if I can take away those double teams by, by, by reading it and attacking that player, then I am freeing up the other person for a, for a one-on-one. Now we can do that at the defensive end, defensive tackle spot by playing into one guy versus the other, or we can do that at the linebacker position by running up and filling your gap immediately and creating and, and just taking away the hole for the running back to run through. But when we don't do that, we just, I think we just saw a, a, a ton of examples of not doing that. It is really problematic when you're playing against a team that is as dangerous as the Philadelphia Eagles from the quarterback to the running back, their offensive line, or everybody mm-hmm. that they have. It's, it's, just, yeah. it's, it's just impossible to think that you're going to stop them without being just physically dominant and aggressive, but winning your 1v1s and taking away as many doubles as you can. Yeah, exactly. Because when you don't have that, it's just when you have the errors that, that are out there, the MAs, um, the deficiency in experience of some of the players on the defensive side of the ball that the Packers do, that that is going to be a problem week over week for you. And, and they got a lot of they, and, and they got two or three games coming up that's going to be just like that, dealing with players, dealing with other teams coming up on the list here. <clears throat> I don't you know I don't know if we we're not going to play another team like the Eagles again uh, this year, but. You know, is it? I guess, and the the, the decision's been made. But do, what do you think? Do you th- in this situation, you're all, you're you're a member of the team now. Mm-hmm. Let's take, uh, not put on your coach hat, put on your player hat. Like, is there a point where you're like, why isn't Chris Barnes just in there all the time, or in there in all these running situations? Or like, we talked about it last week. Like, yeah, Isaiah McDevitt and Chris Barnes need to be in the game. Period. Yeah. You know, period. When we're playing a team like the Eagles, because the the fear is not that Jalen Hurts is going to throw for 400 yards across the middle, especially when Goddard's hurt, the fear is that they're going to run for 363 yards. Oh, yeah, they won't run for that so, much. Yeah, and and so this this is kind of where um this is kind of this is kind of where we went last week and it, and it turned out to be uh, pretty accurate. Yeah, is this you you got to I say you got to prepare for what's in front of you in terms of the teams um and knowing you got, like I mentioned, you got some of the defensives of players and experience and the, what they can and can't do comes up all the time. Um, so it's just, it's just one of them things like, man, it's a, it's a head scratcher. Yeah. <laughs> it's more of a no, head scratcher is. than anything. Because, well, because like for Chris and them, like it should be a no brainer. Um, the way it, from the, from the, what we've seen on film and they're seeing more film than we are. We're only cutting up one or two clips and here once a week, they're looking at it every day. And if you don't see the difference, even though Quay makes plays, but like you said, just giving up extra yardage from that tape alone, and there's more tape out there, obviously, that should be something like a pop in your head as a coach. Oh, okay, we need to get five one in there. We need to get fifty seven in there. Yeah, <laughs> or or coach or like identify them. I think the, like the thing for me is like it's it doesn't feel like the the problem's been identified and and, and rectified in, in and any addressed, way, right? Right, and right. addressed. And that's the biggest thing is like. If we if we saw him coming up and and that to be fair like he's he it's not like he can't shed a block like he shed a block before mm-hmm. but if we if we don't see him hitting the hole if we don't see him meeting the running back in the hole more often yeah. like what, I don't know what his tackles for loss are this year or his tackles at the line of scrimmage but I I can't imagine there's that many given the amount of tackles that he has All right. and so 
if, like, if those things are being addressed, you got to go Joe Barry, your linebacker, everybody, you, man, why is this continue to happen? I, I don't know. You have to address it, but yeah, that's what I can say. That's a coaching thing has to be addressed. So we, right. we score 33 on offense. Um, yeah. Early on, it's the Aaron Jones show. Yep, Aaron and AJ. And AJ, man, AJ looked so good yesterday, yep. dude. Hopefully, he's got a die five bruise he's going to have to deal with. <laughs> he got thumped in that leg. Yeah, but he, but he, he ran, ran so, hard. He, he ran, ran so good. hard last night. So those yep. guys, you know, I, I combined – I'm going to start – I'm because I, they don't get enough carries, I'm going to start combining their carries and their catches for touches. So <laughs> right. Aaron had 15 for 99 touches, and AJ had 11 touches for 88 yards. So, like, not great numbers – but you combine those two, you're at 100 and 188 yards for for your running backs. It's pretty good, mm-hmm. you yeah, know. And I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's a little harder when you spread you spread them out. But they did have they did average five point you know five point yards of carry five point zero yards of carry. Um, it's it's what we talked about. It's just really tough when first of all you have a, a, an early turnover, so you're now you're down 14. Mm-hmm. The other team can just run the clock. It's like third and ten doesn't matter. We drop back, let our guy run, and he can run forever. Um, and the biggest, I think, you know, the, the biggest thing was we played, it's like, we played complimentary football in a sense, but it wasn't the people, it wasn't like the complimentary football you thought it was going to be. It was the special teams in the offense, right? Not the defense in the offense. Right. Yeah. 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 It was, a uh, it was interesting. Um, uh, what I was going to say is, uh, like with Aaron and AJ, like I said, mm-hmm. AJ ran hard. Yeah, he got he got tagged in that thigh. Um, and then another part of a uh, Aaron Jones game is that you know running the routes, catching the ball, adjustment, the touchdown that he had. That's he's he's, he's going special. he's he's doing he's special and he's going he's basically finding every which way he could do to help this team win. And he's not he's not doing what Zaire is doing. He's not going out there celebrate everything. And it's like, what are you doing? Just play ball. Um, so him, AJ, those are the two guys that are kind of said they probably had a conversation between themselves. Hey, man, we're we gonna have to just ride this thing out. We're gonna, you know, play hard. If the plays are in front of us, just take them for what they are. Um, because they know what things are going on with Aaron and his health now, especially now. And you know, he has a thumb and the, the oblique, so we'll see where that goes come the next week. But I think I, what I see among players as a pro, I see them, they said, you know what, we're just gonna do what we do. And we're gonna run the ball. We're gonna catch the ball. And when we get opportunities, make plays. And they, and they're doing that. Well, like we talked about before, we had we had the two turnovers. We'll, we'll show them right now. Um, offensive line. I mean, listen, this is a tough ask. Yeah, the guys that you expect to play well play well. Um, I know that. I know EJ had a couple had a couple of penalties. There was a, a communication error in there. There's just a little. There's just a little. There's little things here and there. And then it adds up to three sacks. It adds up to the ta- honestly, the tackles for loss, four tackles for loss is a lot, dude. Yeah. Like, like for 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 those watching at home, we three sacks. You're it was an awful day. Four tackles for loss is is actually like the bigger problem. Yes. You know? Um, because usually that means that's your run game, and when you have a tackle for loss in the run game, that means they're not going to call that play anymore, and that means everyone's pissed off. So, <laughs> yeah. So let's. There was a lot of good stuff on this tape though, but let's. Um, Let's see if I can get this right here. Okay, so this is the first things first. Let me see if I can get this back to the snap. So we have a miscommunication here between Myers and EJ. 
And I'm going to be honest with you. Like I trust that EJ is going the right way more than I trust that Myers is. If you look right. at, if you kind of look at this, like maybe he, you know, the center usually makes the right call here, but it doesn't, it does, in my mind, just based on history here, yeah. I think, I, I just don't think Elgin Jenkins is going the wrong way. I, I don't know, but it ends up happening. Aaron gets out of the way. And then this is probably the worst throw of the night. It's kind of a, it's a floater hits off the, mm -hmm. the sleigh and they make that play. Um, it's it's un it's unfortunate because now you're down 14. Everything looks and feels a little bit different. Are you going are you going to uh are you going to have to change your game plan now when you're down 14 points that early in the game? That's always the question the coaching staff has to ask, right? Yeah, yeah. I think fortunately for us they didn't have to because we had such good return uh, such a good return game. Mm -hmm. But so here's that second pick, okay? And right there, now, when you're running this, there, this is like a trail route, okay? So there's basically two people running the same route, one behind yep. the other. I think this is Davis, uh, number 84, running the first one. Now, the responsibility of this receiver is to flatten this route flatten out. It out. So, so the safety can't undercut it. I mean, it's really simple, like simple concept, right? Hey, if you keep drifting towards the, the safety – the rookie safety who's never played in a game before is just going to break on this. Chris Collinsworth is going to call him a genius. Yeah. He's going to make, he, he, he called made, his coach he made, a genius. Yeah. He <laughs> made a great, he made a great play. He made a great play, but like for every great play, the flip side of it is like, you know, our, our guys not doing our, our hall of fame quarterback, any favors right here by, uh, by drifting on your route. You know, he, he loses five yards right there on yeah. that, on that whole sequence. And that's a basic route running, especially when it's a crossing route. Now, I, I have to put this the there, man, because you you know how much I love the screen game, and you do too. Mm -hmm. there, is there anything is there anything better from your perspective? And right there, no. EJ does. EJ gets a seal, which you usually have a kick out, but he actually sealed that's this guy. I don't, I don't right. Know, I don't know how they figured out how to do this and how Aaron Jones saw it, but he sealed this and gave him the sideline, which is huge. Beautiful. I was and like, man, nice adjustment. Jay, JRJ gets a seal, and now you got Myers running downhill, man. And this is, I mean, this is like, you know, this is football porn. Yeah. And Aaron, Aaron Jones is so special when he gets in, in, in that kind of situation here. Okay. Quick technique thing, guys. Okay. Offensive line deal. So, first and second step are the most important things in, in, in your footwork, obviously, when you're an offensive lineman. You see JRJ gets wide here. This is one, I think this is the sack where Aaron got hurt. And all they're going to run to do, they're running a three-man game here. So they're going to run, they're going to run the tackle, they're going to run the tackle upfield here, and they're going to run the end around, or excuse me, tackle, tackle, tackle. But I'd rather call it tackle, tackle in because there's too many guys on the field. But <laughs> but see, John, John Run Jr. His his feet are wide. When your feet are wide, you know, right now I can't all of a sudden get back into my kind of stagger stance and kind of move laterally how I want. I have to open up more. And so you get into this situation. You end up being kind of like you're, you're kind of catching or you're receiving the mm -hmm. defensive lineman instead of punching, extending, and being able to kind of manipulate where he goes. And because of that, when you put yourself in the situation, you turn, and now there's no way that Myers is not going to get picked here, yeah. right? And the actually the defensive lineman could have could have picked him even more if he wanted to. They're just running what we just call a a, a mesh game, and the mesh game means that the the uh, the penetrating defensive lineman is going to try and actually win. Like we're not going to, we either run a pick game 
where I'm going to try to knock that that center off, or right. we're going to run a mesh game where I'm actually just going to try to win in that gap, and then naturally that that pick occurs, and I'm pressuring so that now that guard in this case can't come off off the uh, off of my yeah. his block in order to get the looper. Yep, if he do, it's two guys free. Right, can't do that. So I think this is maybe where he gets, or at least at least it was a. Uh... Okay, yeah, you talked about this. Now, Elgin Jenkins, this is box office blocking. This is this should yeah. be on every highlight reel in every high school. It, it, you know, anytime you want to teach, league. yeah. Once you, please. if you want to teach somebody how to block, you show them this block right here. NFL has to cut this out, man. This is terrible. Inside hand, inside the cylinder. Look at that right there. He is He's under got, the armpit mm. and absolutely the guy's off the ground. That's Hardgraves. Yeah, Dude, that is a baller. That guy's probably playing their best D line right now in the Philadelphia for the Philadelphia Eagles. The guy's he got caught slipping. He got caught slipping. He got absolutely. Look at the extension that he has, man. I mean, this oh, is. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I saw man. that. I said I, when I was watching the touchdown. Oh. I'm, I'm watching Aaron Jones makes the cut off a uh, glorious block, mm -hmm. but then I see as I look at the cut of Aaron Jones, I see Hargrave's leg go in the air. Oh. I said, "Oh my God, he got planted, bro!" He did like a full flip. Like that is yeah. such like to get That's called a on a holding call right there is yes. such a load of. Garbage. God, yeah. that was a great block. This, that, that I, was that's teach on. tape. I, I don't, I, that is absolute teach tape. And I think the referee saw the block was like, uh, I, can, I think I need to throw a flag on that. And yeah, but <laughs> I his, think he but, thought about it. But, it. but like, like usually you get the flag thrown, right? Because if you like, if I'm running, you pull this away way and yeah. I flip like this, it's usually because my outside hand is pulling this side, not because Correct. my inside hand is pushing that side. Yeah, I mean, the, he had I, that full extension. That power was insane. Yeah. So the last play I got here, bro, is, is you know, Jordan Love comes in, did a lot of good things. This is the touchdown to Christian Watson. You just see they did under center play action. Linebackers suck up a little bit. A lot. Was, yeah. Lazard, so they're playing single safety high, so you're supposed to funnel inside, right? So – the two inside receivers. Lazard does a great mm -hmm. job of redirecting here, making his receiver flip his hips. I'm talking about the guy on the left, Lazard on the left here. Yeah. Christian Watson uses his speed. They're going to let him free release. That is a huge mistake. That's a problem. They got yeah. that rookie uh, safety in the back, so he doesn't know what to do because Lazard's going to go high as well. And <coughs> this is just textbook right here for this you know when you were saying earlier like with nixon and, and rudy ford like why haven't we been doing this all year like i know he's been hurt but man when you see this and you go oh okay well let's just run that play a bunch of times we should be all right you know <laughs> yeah like, exactly that that kid is that that just for that play right there you go oh god we got one of those good. there's some hope yes, yeah we got there. we got one of those we got a kid who can do that now that's that is good to know yeah, and that's what I mentioned was uh, about Watson. You know, we've been having – he's been having the hammy issues all year. And then, obviously, then the experience and the, all the, I say, back and forth between Aaron and the young guys and who's doing what, who's not doing this. and who, You know, who's catching the ball, who's not catching the ball, who's showing up to meetings, who's, showing, who's not showing up to me, who's paying attention. You know, all that conversation that Aaron was trying to get players to play, it finally, you know, in the last two weeks, somewhere it seeped in um for Watson and obviously now he's healthy and if you don't bump him off the ball it's like you're going to create problems for yourself as a defensive back defensive coordinator I'm like look number nine line up we're hitting him 
first five yards, you know, give him a problem, you know, harass him and then make him earn the earn the round after after that. You know, these it's not these defensive backs are are well paid, smart, competitive people. And you just like I always I always just try to imagine the situation because I would go like, um, oh, hey Mike, if they were like, hey Mike, like let's say I was like year three or four or something, they're like, hey Mike, um, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna line up in a in a in an offensive formation where Warren Sapp's gonna be over you on only on third and eight plus every single play, and we're gonna remove everybody away and and let him get a full head of steam and go any direction he wants. Does that sound like fun? And I'd go, well, no, that, that sounds that sounds pretty no. awful, actually. Don't please, please not do that. But then you you see some of these defensive coordinators and, and the calls, right. and you're like, you're like, dude, that guy's he's six foot four or five or whatever. He runs a, a four two. Um, maybe we should stop him off the line. What do you think? Right. Like now, now you guys will be fine. Just let him run right at you, and then you, if you flip, and then they just go, oh, you just flip your hips and be like, fine. Yeah. No, yeah, no. By the yeah. way, they had a, they had a shot where um, Jerry Alexander. Uh, was run AJ Brown was running around on Jerry Alexander and the, and and AJ did a good job of walling him off from not getting a pick. Pick, yeah, I but, saw that. But Jerry Alexander, when he he flipped his hits back to the inside and ran because they were they ran a double move. Yeah. And, when, and then in that one moment, in that when he flipped his hips, I went, oh, that's why they pay him so much money. Exactly. It was it was just so was smooth. Smooth. Oh, that's it. God, dude, what a talent. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. He 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 flipped his hips and didn't lose he didn't lose a step. It was yeah. unbelievable. You know, I, I we appreciate you appreciate yes. when guys are just phenomenal athletes. That was yes. absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, um, that's what I was like. Oh, he didn't lose no ground. He was right there, head a uh, foot to foot with AJ, and so so with exactly. so with Love's performance. Um, well, here's here's the question from uh, Packers Clan, who's on who's on our in our comments saying thanks for uh, writing in here. It says, could we be looking at the future with Jordan Love? He's looking pretty good from a small sample size. I guess the question would be, do you think he showed enough? What 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 did he show us? Like, what concludes can you draw from what he showed us last night, AG? Um, uh, first thing is confidence, mm-hmm. and then I saw him anticipating his throws, which is a it's, it's a good thing, but you got to be careful with it. But then I say one, the confidence, anticipation of the throw, knowing where his receiver is going to come open and him and the ball ready to go then. And just this this being it, you could tell it, it's a different, it was a different huddle with him this time. Because other other seasons where he's like been back in the, in the huddle, Chiefs game last year. Yeah, yeah. Right. You could tell he was still like, okay, uh, kind of, you know, young buck, still wet behind the ears. Now he was in there and calling a play. You could see the everybody tuning in to him. And then like I said, just his his presence. How he came on that field then, it was a different from last year and the years before. So that's what I thought. I would just, yeah, the only other thing, only other thing I would add and to that did. is I thought his pocket presence was really good last night. Very much. Just, just awareness of the rush. And you can see he demonstrated uh, his athleticism, I think, and his ability to not only sling the ball around, but uh, move around on the, uh, throw the ball in the move, mm-hmm. avoid the rush, go, he can go lateral and, th- and throw vertical. I thought the play that he almost had a cob in the end zone at the end of the game. Um, yeah, he could have let him a little bit more, but you know, yep. when you start thinking I'm running to the right, I'm throwing back a little bit to my left, throwing inside, like that was a pretty that's a that's a very, very difficult pass. He executed it pretty well. I know it didn't turn out, but those right. are the kind of things that you want to see. Um, I think if you're if you're Goody or, or if you're or Matt LaFleur as far as all right, what do we actually have here in in the event that Aaron's out for this year in the event that Aaron's out in two years from now and he's retiring, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. Right. Here's, here's another one. 
from Just Truth. Thank you for uh, writing in. A defense that has maybe two, three players that know how to tackle, and then he's, there's a little bit of negativity. But I'll just ask this question. Like, at what point, given what we saw last night, given the the, the, the 363 yards on the ground and all of it, like, right. when is it – like, I guess when is enough enough with this with the, this defense? This is it. Yeah. <laughs> this for I me mean, is, is it. Yeah, I'm like, I mean, like, Barry, to me, I, I don't know – I don't know anybody on the defensive staff – Joe Barry might be the greatest guy in the world, but Eagles broke a lot of records last night. And yeah. when you turn on the tape and you show what what your first-round draft pick rookie is giving up in terms of yardage, and I know that's not all him, but I but my point is we've been talking about that for months. Yes. And like you said, we're we're just slightly above casual here as right. far like we're not getting paid any money by the Green Bay Packers to break down what is ailing them. Yeah, so it, it, the, the fact simple. that they're not coming any more coming any stronger than that is is really surprising. And they have a, a lot of talent, and it doesn't seem like they're getting the most out of all these pieces they could be putting in place. Right. You have the quarterback over 150. You have the running back over 140. Then you have a Gainwell, a young guy. He has over a three yard average, um, and a touchdown. You know, and you got the running back with two touchdowns. And he had big runs uh, during those, those those carries. So as a defense, that's like, um, we're going to make some changes here. You know, I'm going to watch film. I'm going to see who is, wants to tackle. I was going to ask you. And who wants to tackle? I, I don't it. know the answer to this question. Yeah. How much time do you think they spend on tackling? Because their tackling's but they've been awful. And you, I know they can't be in – like, I, I coach tackling. Me right? too. And, yes. and, there's, and there's very, there's very, very, very effective ways – to get your footwork right, to get your body position right without pads. Yep. To, to learn how to decelerate, to accelerate or to control so all these things. So many drills. Without pads in order to be more effective. I don't understand how we can continue to miss so many tackles. Now, it'd be a thing that it's literally every day. <laughs> it's literally every day. I, I, with my linebackers and defensive players I've coached over the last few years of high school coaching, that's the first thing we do. We work yeah. on our deceleration, form tackling, how we're wrapping up a guy, and then even having pick an angle. So, like, like for example, when we watched that film on Quay and how he was coming to balance and he's how he's out of position already from the jump, is because then he's not leveraging um, Hertz's body. So, Hertz, he's coming to you. You got to be on the inside out of him. You can't be on the outside in of him. You had to be looking. Where that number one is at, you're looking to the little bit of to your left, not to the right. You know, and you're looking at that number. You're not looking at his head and his leg. His leg, head, his leg is going to make you, you know, lose the tackle. Just focus on the inside part of that number one on that jersey. Come inside out on the on the tackle, and then boom, you're in position every we time. We always just talk about tracking the near hip. That's it. That's it. And it's that's but that's that's practice every day, every day for defender defensive players. Yep, you have, every you have day. a chance to be successful. Yep, 100%. Every day. Uh, all right, let's go to get off my lawn. That's some good stuff for this weekend. <laughs> yeah, well, look, listen, and to be led with, the guy that we love to lead with, Russell Wilson. Wow. Scores wow. an offensive touchdown. His his The, the play of the Broncos is offensive. Yes. Yeah, and uh, Mike Purcell comes over, who's been balling, been playing well, defensive tackle. Yep. Uh, and rips into him. And of course, they uh, it's not a big deal. Just competitive guys. You got to do this. Got to do that. 
Do you think, let me just ask you this. Do you think that, and I know you love this guy. That's why I love bringing it up. <laughs> that, that his, it's, it, if, if he was just playing bad, right. right. In other words, if they were just playing bad, do you think they would, he would get that kind of treatment from a teammate or do you think that this is actually much more about his, you know, his, his middle of the field, you know, walk around with 20 cameras, all the stuff that he does to bring attention to himself, make it about him and not make it about the team. Yeah, I, I think it's that it's the second part, because as a player, we know what traps, what chaps are high. Um, we just want players to be who they are on the football field. What you do off the field for most of us, and we're kind of we're kind of two of those players, that's oblivious to us. We like be in the weight room, be in the meetings, and show up on the practice field in the game field. You do that, I don't care. As long as you whatever you do off the field does not affect what, what goes on on the field, then we're okay. But once we start seeing problems, yep, this is a problem. I'm gonna get in your face, like bro. We need you here. What it was? This is not Instagram. It's not TikTok. This, we, need, we need football. We don't need PR right now. I was we trying need, to tell. I was, I was trying to tell my kid. I go, you know, he like he was kind of dogging it, and you know, he, he talk, my kid talks way too much trash, like way too much. <laughs> that, and I was like, uh, and I was like, man, you can't talk trash. And he goes, well, why not? I go, you're not working hard enough. No. It's like I go, and and he was he kind of looked at me like I'm hurting his feelings. I go, I'm telling you the truth. Like yeah, yeah. unless you're willing to put in the time, you can't. Like you you have no ground to stand. People think you're a joke, and I, that's kind of what happens with a lot of these. Guys. This happens a lot when you get paid a lot too. You see a lot of guys they get paid a lot, and and, mm -hmm. and they it kind of goes to your. It's not that it goes to your head, but you know, truthfully, it's like, okay, well, what do you do now that you have no worries in your life, right. financially? financially like you 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 always you, you always playing because you love it and then all of a sudden they start paying you and then now you've made this like i mean he's made multi-generational changing money correct and and so you put yourself in this different category and now you the people you rub elbows with are different you're sitting in serena's box at the at her last game you know what i mean like things change and if you if you're not careful and this is you not a lost. thing on him yeah but you, you get lost and you and you'll forget that the whole reason that anybody cares about what you're saying is because you're really good at throwing a football and yep. you could be so much more than that. That's not what I'm saying, but never forget how you got there. Never forget what because that's all that really, yeah. If you want to expand on that afterwards or even in, in the middle of it, never forget why you have a voice in the first place. I think that's a problem that, you know, a lot of us have, have run into. Yeah. Yeah. You got to stay grounded pretty much and stay oh, focused on exactly what is the prior what's priority number one which right speaking, now is not speaking bad. of stay, speaking of staying grounded obj gets kicked off the airplane in miami <laughs> that was a great segue i knew that was coming yeah it was fantastic <laughs> I, I listen there's a lot going on here because i think his his lawyer first of all the fact that he had to have a lawyer come out and say something is a little bit weird but his lawyer came out and basically said like he was willing to he was willing to put a seatbelt on, but the, the flight attendant was just trying to prove that he could get Odell Beckham Jr. kicked off of the airplane. Like I like like I don't know, right? Like, I don't I know either. Yeah, just... but this is this you're just going like, dude, you're you're trying to get on a team right now. Like, did you really need this? Yes. There's probably there's probably a way to handle this and it did not involve you getting everybody else off the flight delayed and you getting walk, escorted off a flight. Like this it is, had to have been a different way to deal with this. Exactly. This is the one thing you did not want that weekend to go. 
the week to go. Okay, I'm traveling to visit teams that want me for a playoff push to potentially win a Super Bowl. Things on my list I should not do. <laughs> Don't get kicked right. off the play because of what if I'm inebriated with or whatever. Yeah. Do, that's the, that's like the number one. Don't get in trouble. Just don't do this. You know, please and thank you to everybody. Make sure I'm on. I'm early to my flight. I get off the flight, then I'm, I'm nice and ready to go for whoever I'm meeting. You know, that's the mindset. It's like when I heard this, I was like, come on, OBJ. I'm thinking he's Seriously. rehabbed. He's ready to play and he's business. He's professional. And this is like, oh, man. I And again, like, I, I don't think any I don't think any. uh uh, there's no arrests or, or anything. No. I mean, there's no, no legal trouble. Or but it anything. doesn't look good. It just doesn't. No, look it, good. it just doesn't. It just doesn't look good. You're right. Yeah. Uh, okay. So we have two hires. One of them, <laughs> your alma mater. Interesting. Yep. Matt Rule, former Panthers coach. So and Baylor. He was at Baylor before. Uh, the Baylor Temple. Yep, Temple turnaround. Temple turnaround. Temple Baylor, turnaround. Baylor. Baylor had a huge problem with a couple off the field issues. And hundred percent came in. Okay. He goes to he goes to the Panthers, and I, I mean I, I know the Panthers and yeah not not a good it was just never was a good look from day one it wasn't a good look. right the Panthers think, owed him something around forty million dollars okay so Nebraska hires him and I think that alleviates the Panthers from having to pay a lot of that money because now they're paying the, the Nebraska is giving them like an eight year deal for like seventy two million so it's like ninety I saw years. I saw eight years I didn't know that amount yeah, eight, good eight gracious. Years, Nine million a year, okay, and which is only which is only like a million less than like Nick Saban earns, and so Nebraska's going all in, which is I think is a good idea. I and I think I think Matt Rule is probably I I know he's got to be a better college coach. He was a pro coach because he's done well in the college college ranks. Did terrible in the pros. What was funny about this? What was funny about this is last week. I'm sitting watching like NFL countdown. I can't remember what I'm watching, but he's on the show. And you're like, uh, dude, he's doing the tour. Like, I wonder what job he's up for. So he's on the show and he's talking about, uh, what what could have what could you have done better? He's like, you know, I just need to get back to being Matt, you know, Matt, Coach Rule, you know, and talking to my players and being this guy. And you're just like, dude, it's like when Urban Meyer did his like roadshow BS. And I'm just like, dude, I guess this is what I keep going back to, right? Yeah. And, and I think it's different because it's NFL to college. I think that makes more sense. But yeah. we're about to get in this hiring season, and there's like four jobs that are already up in the National Football League that either officially or unofficially with, you know, coaches getting Correct. fired and whatnot. With uh, Denver and everything. And, yeah. and I just wonder if I, – I guess why do – there's there's so many good coaches at the high school level, the college yes. level. Matt – you know, Jeff Saturday is going out for a second win. You know, two he could be two and one as a never no coaching experience, you know, right. but could a leader of men could be two and one after night. Why do you think we have to recycle so many of these coaches? And Matt Matt Rule is probably a bad one because I understand going back to this like Nick Saban wasn't a great pro coach, right? Like I get it. Uh Steve Spurrier wasn't a great pro coach. But no. but the guys that are, you know, get you get recycled and, you know, this happens. I mean, this happens in college, this happens yep. in the pros. And so maybe it's two different tiers, but I always think it's odd. I'm always like, there's got to be another coach out there. You just got to, yeah. like. I, what I believe is between the high, it's like between the organization. So whatever the school or the team, NFL team, they only get a list of 
certain candidates and it's the candidates that recently last year or two years ago were coaching. And those hiring folks hasn't really done the research on who else may be a candidate. Are and you saying that's because like they're, they're getting that list from the, the list you're talking about is from like Corn Ferry, like a like a correct a hiring firm. Yeah, or firm. like the, or in like the NFL's case, like exactly. they, they, the NFL has. So people don't know the NFL has like a group of like ex GMs, like basically like an inner circle, of, a committee, of, of, a committee yeah. that says like, oh, this person should be a coach, this person should be a candidate, 100%. and it's like it it is. It's amazing because if you just think about it from this perspective, like if I, if, if you own a business and you're going to do, you're going to have a, a hire, I, of course, you're going to try to go around and say, well, this person, you know, this person in this industry is doing a really nice job. But you would think that you would want all your internal research because nobody else knows what you want. Exactly. And it's bizarre to me that they've, they've set up the committee and they just like, oh, we're, we're going to, we're going to rubber stamp you. It's like, You've yeah. done nothing except understand that, like, like I, Ben Johnson's a, 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 a the OC for the Lions. Okay, I know Ben. Ben is a great guy. He may very well make a great head coach, but I, I, he's his name's been around because they're scoring a ton of points. Yeah, I would be shocked because his name was not anywhere anywhere on the list last last year. Mm-hmm. No, okay, he's all over the place now. I would be shocked if one person on that committee has sat down with him for an interview. Hmm. You don't you see what I'm saying? Not yeah. that he's not deserving, but I'm just saying the process that they're going through is, is just like, they, they might as well be on PFF going like, well, let's see whose defense is good right now. Exactly. You know what I mean? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. You know, and so between both co- both hires, Matt and Luke Fickle going to Wisconsin, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's, it's the same thing. It's like, if you really do your research for what you want as a, as a school and not saying that Trev, I know Trev Alberts at Nebraska, he might be done his research because he's had since week five of college football, week three of college football since they fired Scott to really look. So he's had two months of looking. So mm-hmm. I believe that's how he settled on Matt Rule here. Um, but with Wisconsin, too, they had less time, uh, you know, maybe two, three weeks, three, you know, since the firing Paul Crisp uh, there. So. Hopefully, I say this where the hiring in minds have picked out the right candidates to know what they want to do with this program and lead into the future. Because it's not just, oh, get a guy in there, but make sure you got the culture. They understand all that stuff on top of just being a football, you know, football person and understanding what they have to build out there. Matt Rule does have the have the uh, uh, the, the I say the, the background of building out programs and getting them back on track. So that's one thing, but also it's just, you know, for the other candidates out there, there's so many sometimes it goes through the, you know, through the waste, you know, kind of the waste ways uh, through this way of picking process sometimes. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to yeah. see what Luke Fickle's numbers are, are not being as close. He's, he's making 5 million on, on a contract you know, from Cincinnati on a contract extension. So it's gotta be more than that, but got it. Um, yeah, man. I tell you what, I think personally it would be harder to be a college coach because than a, than a pro coach now, which I know sounds ridiculous. Not maybe not every maybe not every college, right? But if you look at a big school now, the amount of players you have, more players, you have all this tra- this transfer portal thing is a and is nil is it is it and nil? It, it seems like a transfer portal mean, is interesting. It's I it's, still it, don't understand it. Well, it's I, interesting in the sense that I don't want anything to do with it. That's right. It, That's what I'm saying. It's it's yeah. like it's scary. You're like yeah. it's just it it seems. Hmm. uh 
it seems like it's bastardized. It's bastardized NCAA football is what it see honestly what it yeah. seems like to me because now you now all of a sudden you can go like USC is a good example, right? USC hires uh, the guy from Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. He brings in some of his players. Lincoln Riley. Sorry, Lincoln Riley. Yeah, yeah. He brings in he brings his quarterback from Oklahoma. He, yep. he grabs the the Oregon running back and a, a handful of other guys, and all of a sudden they're like top five in the country, and you're going. Man, well, that's but you go, well, that's cool, yeah. and then you go, well, but that's not building a pro because you and I think about like, okay, why are we going to college now? We, you and I want to be pro guys, yeah, why are we going to college? Oh, to develop, and now we've now it's gone from well, develop, no, we'll let somebody else develop you, and then we'll pick you up after your second year. You can come over here and try to win championships for two years. Mm. That's yeah. really what they're doing now. If you're yes. If you're a top guy, because they're not even giving out college or college scholarships to freshmen anymore, unless you're like a five star at these big schools, like a, a three star oh, athlete, dude. Three star athletes not getting a college scholarship anymore because they're going to go. Oh, we're going to use that in the transfer portal. We'll pick up the backup linebacker from Alabama who wants to start. We'll bring him over here, you know, Arizona State or whatever. He's right. going to be a hero. And, but that's that's one of your college scholarships. So, you know, for me, it just it. You you love that the kid has it like every every one of us has been in a situation where we want to get out. Yeah. Oh, every one of us yeah. has been in a situation where like, dude, this coach this coach is not for me. I made a yeah. mistake. Or like there's somebody in front of me, he's blocking my ability to play. Like I'm not going to develop. He's there, you know. And sometimes there's some guys who just need a different and change of environment, right? Mm-hmm. But this is like, oh, I don't like the way they're talking to me. Oh, well, I'm not getting right. enough money on NIL. Oh, like yeah, it, it just right. it sucks. It sucks. I think it'd be really tough to it'd be really tough to sit in somebody's living room right now and not just feel like a complete, you know, used car salesman. Yeah, you got to put a, a nice little dialogue together differently these yeah. days. It was simple back in when we were getting recruited. So definitely, so get off my lawn with all that. Get off my lawn. I think that's all Ooh. we got today, man. And that's all we got. Uh, but you didn't ask the question. But yeah, I think with uh. What's his name? Saturday. Yeah. Potentially. It's potentially 2-0. Oh, oh the, the, the game tonight. Yeah, sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, uh, no coaching, no head coaching experience over years. So there is a potential. There's a probably – what's the what's the line? I know you're looking at it there. Yeah, I'm about to. It's uh, – we got Steelers, Colts, and the line was – the line was – oh, two and a half. Colts. Oh, it's close. It's a, it's a, yeah, it's two a and a half, zone. but it's Colts at home. That, that, that picket kid was playing good last week. Um, yeah, for Steve, listen, right? I, I, I would – I don't think right now, given the fact that Green Bay is four and eight and the Panthers aren't going to go to the playoffs, the Seahawks might I'll, I'll, you know, I, Yeah, you still you got some follow, fight. Yeah, you kind of follow the teams you're playing. Given that, I don't think I could be any happier this year than if Jeff Saturday got into – like the second round of the playoffs. Right. I don't think anything would make me happier because it would, it kind of goes, everything that you and I have said for the last two years on this show is, would just kind of go, everyone would be like, Oh, well, you know, it's exactly what we've been talking about. It's not about the X's and O's. Um, You can find people to teach that. It's about finding somebody who is completely invested in you becoming the best version of yourself, believing that being able to bring together that locker room, that's what 
leadership is. That's what a head you need to have in a head coach. Yep. Uh, there are some guys that can do both. Like I keep going back to Mike McDaniel, dude. I just saw this thing. He um he put together like a 700 clip tape for Tua because Tua didn't have any uh, confidence. Mm-hmm. So he put he put together wow. a 700 clip tape to watch it, and then he showed it to like all the owner management and everything. Like this is my guy, dude. I know you can do this, and I've you know. Yeah, I, I watched that game yesterday. They took him out at halftime because he's already up thirty to thirty to nothing, thirty to seven. I mean, right, it was, it was a beat down. So. Um, but no, and I say I agree with that. I mean, the guy that I experienced as a as a three year college football player, Tom Osborne, he had both. Mm. He had the leadership and he had the X's and O's, and he could get players to play off of for one not swearing, but then giving you the confidence, like you mentioned with McDaniel's, to say, hey, I I, I recruited you. You worked out in the weight room. You should be able to do this, this, and this because you hit these marks. In the weight room, you hit these marks with us as coaches. We trust you. We believe in you as a player. And then guys were – you see guys on there that we knew coming in, you know, from college, high school. We saw film. It's like, okay, we don't know how this guy's going to pan out. And they came All-American, first-round draft pick, whatever, you know. So when you have that combination of a, in, a, in a special person as a head coach, the big things can happen for players. You know, they can have that support system behind them. Um, and able to go out big and do big things. So big, you know, agree with you on that standpoint. Yes, sir. All right. We're at the end of the show. So, Mike, let everybody know where they can find you on social, man. Good job today. Yeah, we got, uh, let's see, Mike Wall 68 on uh, Twitter process form on Instagram. All right. You can find me on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Green 30 all, all one word. And then also my gaming a podcast of mine greens gamers loud is here on youtube as well uh, 11 a.m central standard time so i hope everyone have a great rest of your week i hope you recovered from the holiday weekend and we'll see y'all next week Out. lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office more than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The drive to go further and reach higher. The same thing that inspires you inspires us. At Strayer University, we're always searching for new ways to make education more affordable. That's why we offer access to up to 10 no-cost gen ed courses to help you save time and money so you can keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. No-cost gen ed's provided by Strayer University affiliates of Field Learning. Eligibility rules apply. Connect with us for details. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEF. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.